glad you're with us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd, sitting here with Ed Cannon, the president of FEBC. How are you doing today, Ed? Very good, Wayne. Great to be with you. And I'm really looking forward to this event because yep. this is one of my favorite people. We have a very special guest who's going to join us here on the podcast. His name is Mark Job. He is president of the Moody Bible Institute, I think it's called. Wow. Uh, Ed, you and I have some association with this school. I, I remember we? it, but I'm getting a little bit older, <laughs> no, so I'm not you sure. You worked there for many years as executive vice president, and I worked there for many years in the broadcasting department, and so it's near and dear to our heart. But Dr. Mark Job, welcome to Until All Have Heard. Hey, it's so good to be with you and your listeners, but I feel like I'm among long term friends here. So Ed Cannon and I have known each other for many, many years. Of course, Wayne, uh, we work together on on my program, radio program. So I'm super happy to be with you. Bold Steps is heard across the country on radio stations from Moody. So it's a great privilege to work with you, Mark. And we're so excited about your ministry at Moody because you bring new energy, new life to this campus. I mean, it's it's an amazing institution. It's been around for a long time, but you've you've infused a whole new um, a whole new energy to the place, Mark. So thank you. Yeah, you know this is a special place. Uh, we're heading into our 136th year of existence, started by the iconic D.L. Moody, just a man who had a incredible passion for evangelism. And for his generation, literally ministered to millions and millions of people. This is before uh, television, radio, this was live events. But um, And we, we, along with FEBC, we, we hold that same fire, that passion to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nation. Yeah. That's right, Mark. And, you know, it's interesting you're talking about DL and the history of Moody, and FEBC does share a very similar history. Our founder, 75 years ago, Mm. committed himself to take the gospel to China by radio. Uh, And since then, FEBC has grown into over 50 countries and 140-some languages where we have one mission. The one mission is to declare the truth of Jesus Christ to the least reached around the world. And that's what I love so much about talking with you today, because it's the same mission that D.L. Moody had, and it's the same mission that Moody Bible Institute has. I remember looking so frequently at the Sweeting Center, and he has a big uh, stone over one of the doors, and it says, the George Sweeting Center for World Evangelism. Mm -hmm. So we share that common vision, Mark, and it's great to be with you on the phone today. That's right. And you know what, Ed, not only is it a common vision, but I stepped into this uh, position as a pastor in the city of Chicago for many years, but really an evangelist at heart. Mm. And um, for the last 30-some years, I've uh, ministered in Chicago, and most of the people at the church, there's some 7,000 now that attend, have come to Christ at our church. So um, Mm. we've seen literally... Uh, my son graduated from Moody, and last Sunday he preached at the church. And um, first service, 10 people came to Christ. Second service, 8 people came to Christ. This is just this past Sunday. Close to 20 people gave their lives to Christ. And I'm like, yes, we're still moving in that same direction. Yeah, yeah Excited about the gospel. You know, so many people, Mark, these days get discouraged. They listen to the news, all the evil that's going on, not just here in the United States, but around the world all these problems, and it's a 
sort of a woe-is-me attitude, but we need to encourage people with stories like what you just told. When I tell people how many thousands of people each day are hearing the gospel in unchristian places like yeah. Thailand and Indonesia and even communist China— and the way the Lord is moving through these difficult circumstances is a great encouragement to us Christians when we see this isn't a terrible time. Yeah, certainly there's suffering and there's tragedy and there's difficulty. But as we adhere ourselves to the command that God gave us to make disciples, he works through those efforts. And it is a joy to see the harvest that's beholding at these difficult times. I'm 100 percent in agreement. And Ed, I was, um, I spoke, uh, Wayne Shepherd was there at the opening of the National Religious Broadcasters. Yeah, I was there too. I heard your message. <laughs> I didn't see you. But, <laughs> I was uh, in the we, back. We didn't get to connect, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you know that my, the title of my message was Don't Miss the Moment. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, because in the middle of all this disruption and upheaval, there are incredible opportunities yeah, for yeah. the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, yeah. and I challenged, hey, every time you've seen great awakenings in the world, but in the U.S., they've always been preceded by times of shaking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, sometimes religious decline, upheaval, wars. And then God moves, God moves when the ground is broken. And yeah. I think the ground is being broken right now. And yeah. my prayer, Ed is that we would see a, a spiritual awakening that would lead to a greater fervency of the gospel yeah. in this country, um, but also around the world. Well, I do think it's starting around the world. I can tell you I've been deeply involved with our Chinese ministry staff here mm. recently. Lots of changes in that country, lots of challenges. But yet what I hear are our fellows saying all the time, don't pray that the persecution will end Pray that the persecution will result in many more coming to faith in Christ. And we see evidence of that. Actually, uh, as some of our broadcast platforms into that country have uh, have ceased, uh, not because we want them to, but because somebody else wants them not to, Mm. we see other doors opening. And as they open, it's more and more and more people. Mm. So when we're faithful, I believe, just like Moody is, just like FEBC is, to proclaim the good news of Christ with accuracy, as it was laid out to us in the Word of God, people respond, people come to faith, and God's will is accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Here we have two organizations uh, with with wonderful track records of sharing the gospel, and we serve the same Christ, we proclaim the same gospel, and we're excited about the future, Mark, because we see some ways that perhaps the Lord wants us to cooperate in making an even greater impact on the world. Absolutely. Ed and I have been talking behind the scenes about um, how could we work together. Uh, we have a, a, just a heart that points in the right direction. We're doing a little bit different things. Moody's doing a lot of training mm-hmm. of, of uh, young people on site that live here on campus. But we also overlap with radio programming, but the heart is the same. And so I'm very excited yeah. about the opportunities to collaborate with FEBC and Ed and the team. And uh, hopefully you'll be hearing more about some of those plans as we develop them a little bit more. 
Yeah, interesting. You're speaking behind the scenes. I was meeting with some of your staff just yesterday, putting those <laughs> plans together. So, yes. yeah, when we have two organizations with such a great history and with such a common vision, a simple vision, to take the Word of God to the least reached around the world, we do it in different ways. But that common vision gives us a great opportunity to partner together. Well, Ed, with uh, Mark on the line here, you've got the Scripture open in front of you. What are you looking at there in in God's Word? Well, actually, I was looking on my phone. I've got the Bible in front of me, and we've got some great verses here. But I'm particularly interested this morning, John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, Jesus says, you will keep my commands. So what are the, one of the few commands he's given us, of course, is Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Go ye therefore and make disciples of every tribe and tongue and nation. And everybody remembers that. It's a very commonly held understanding. But he goes on to say, and teach them and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have taught you, which is a great follow-up. It's not good enough just to tell them what the gospel is. Make sure that their commitment is deep enough to be baptized and then to obey what I say. And that takes us right back to John 14. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And so that's the circular philosophy of FEBC. Take people, teach them the gospel, get them connected to a local church or body of believers so that they will be followers of Christ and obey his commands. Yeah, I know that drives you too, Mark, doesn't it? Yeah, I love it. I was just telling a group of people that, um, you know, my father was converted at the age of 18, and he was set up to be a union electrician in the steel mills, and back in the day it was a good job. But God got a hold of his heart in such a way that he just left everything, broke up with his girlfriend, sold his car. He said selling his car was harder than breaking up with his girlfriend, uh, 1957 Chevy. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, well, let's take just a moment and think about that. <laughs> but then he headed, he, he really, without knowing any, he headed to the mission field. He wanted to go to the jungles of South America, but he, I was six months old when my parents left this country. They went to Chile, then Costa Rica, Chile, and then Spain. He's buried in Spain, Ed. Mm. And so every year uh, when I would visit my mother, I would take my children when they were small, and I would, I would mm. uh, stand around Grandpa's grave, mm-hmm. and I would say, he came to this country because he wanted to share the gospel. Yeah. And uh, uh, landed in a city that had no church at all. And that's where I grew up. And I, I just wanted my kids to know, hey, following Jesus is not just about some intellectual ascent. This is about giving your life to the cause of Christ and obeying him, whatever he asks you to do. Mm. And um, challenging them with that legacy. But it's not just for the Job family. Yeah, It's yeah. for every follower of Jesus. And you yeah. may not be called to go to the mission right, field, right. but you have a mission field at your doorstep. Mark, that's exactly the next verse I had in mind. It's Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 34. He called his people unto him and he said, whoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Everybody remembers to take up your cross and follow me, mm-hmm. which comes after that, but deny yourself. That's the hard part, isn't it? That's the story you just told us about your father. Yeah. He broke up with his girlfriend. He sold his prized car and went to the mission field to serve Christ. And in places like China and India 
and Indonesia and Pakistan, I see people who truly live out the definition of denying yourself to take the gospel to the people day in and day out. It's a great lesson for us here in America to see what people around the world are willing to do for the gospel of Christ. Yeah. And Ed, we have little idea of what believers face Mm -hmm. in other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, Spain, where I grew up, wasn't blatant persecution, but it was it was not friendly to the gospel. And my yeah, father was yeah. taken into the secret police. We met at a mm. horse stable. Our windows were broken. Mm. Children in the village were told not to play with us. It was, it, it, but it wasn't persecution like some of these countries mm. face. However, um, you see the clouds of hostility on the horizon, even yeah. in our nation. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to brace ourselves because our faith needs to be strong enough to endure, to stand up, to be firm, um, as more and more pressure, even in our country, will will be anti-Christian, right. and we already see some of those waves coming in pretty right. strongly. Right. But, you know, we have to look at it with a positive attitude. You know, Mark, when I'm with these people, I've been with people who have been in jail for as much as 17 years in their life. Their families have been split up. They've been physically persecuted. I met a man once who had his teeth pulled because he had a Bible in his pocket. But these are the happiest people I've (laughs) ever met in my life. They're not concerned about the troubles of this world or what the government's doing. They are so happy because they have seen the result of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the lives of the people that they've got to share it with. And that's the kind of joy in this world I'm after. I don't care what the front page of the newspaper says, but what I care about is obeying the command of Christ, and that's to take the gospel to every tribe and tongue and nation. That's I love what kids it. do. Yeah. I love it. And uh, and you're right. And and Jesus reminded us that in this world we had, we would have trouble, but he also reminded us that um that he is our joy and to be filled yeah. with the spirit. We are joyful people regardless of what ha- happens. And I tell people all the time, Ed, when they come, and some people come full of anxiety and worry, and where's our nation going? And I always say, take a deep breath. I've read the end of the Bible. I know who wins. God (laughs) is in control. He's sovereign. Yeah, we will have trouble, but I know in the end who comes out on top. And uh, so just calm down. Yeah. And keep doing what yep. God has called you to do. Yep. I've read the beginning of the Bible, the middle, and the end. It all wins. <laughs> Fear not. Yeah. Fear not. Yeah. Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute. Mark, it would be wonderful if we could pray together with you right now in conclusion, just thinking about the world out there that needs God, needs the, Jesus Christ, needs salvation. Uh, we'd love to pray with you about that if you would lead us. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I I really celebrate the integrity of focus and uh, consistency of purpose and mission of organizations like FEBC. There's not a lot of them around. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for your impact on the world uh, via radio and uh, just not mission drift, staying to your mission. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, yesterday, uh, freshmen were arriving on campus and uh, from all over the all over the world and all over the country, and um, I looked at those faces of nineteen, twenty year olds, and uh, prayed again. God, help us do a great job at training these young men and women 
to be faithful to the gospel and to go throughout the world. Yeah, amen. amen. So, hey, bef- before you pray, Mark, I, I just want to remind our listening or tell our listening audience the first time you and I ever met, you were a brand new graduate of the Moody Bible Institute, just getting started in missions. I was a brand new employee. Oh, no, excuse me. Not even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was a donor to the Moody Bible Institute. We went to an event. And I remember you and I talking that day and saying, what in the world does the Lord have us here doing? Yep. Who could have put the story together now <laughs> from that day? That's a great story. Yeah. It is. We met in the foyer of a hotel. Right. We didn't know what we were saying, doing. Hey, tell me a little bit more about Moody Bible Institute. <laughs> yeah. I know more or less what it does, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you were working in the secular world, and yeah, God has right. brought us to interesting places. And it's, it's so a, good to have you as a partner. Ed. A great, I really it's a great joy. Yeah, it's a great joy. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. So, Father, I do pray that you would give us the boldness, the tenacity, and like Ed said, the joy to continue to proclaim the good news of Jesus, uh, not only in this land, but in the nations that have less access and opportunity. And Father, you tell us in your word to to lift up and pray for those who are being persecuted, those brothers and sisters of ours who are living in more difficult times. And so, God, we ask that you would give them endurance. We pray that you would empower us to do whatever we can, Father, to encourage their hearts. I thank you for FEBC, Father, and I pray that you would expand their territory, that you would provide the resources that are needed to continue to uh, provide the programming and, and quality gospel-centered uh, training to pastors and people who haven't heard the gospel. God, thank you for Ed and Wayne, and I pray that you would encourage them greatly and the entire FEBC team, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. What a privilege to know you and work with you. Amen. And may God continue to bless the Moody Bible Institute and all the hard work I know you're having to do down there right now. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Mark Joe, president of Moody Bible Institute, pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago as well. And before we leave, I want our listeners who have a heart for the world to pray more effectively for the world. We have put together the International Prayer Guide that we'd love for our listeners to have. So check that out. It'll teach you how to pray effectively. The International Prayer Guide. Just go to febc.org and you can get the information there to get it in your hands. All right, with thanks to Dr. Mark Job, I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon. You've been listening until all have heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.